Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. show today is May 21st, 2021. So if your birthday is today, what is it like 52121? Um and it is a Friday. So I love Fridays and they always over deliver. Fridays are just great and I I don't even know why. I I have this thing where I like like new beginnings every day and there's a reason for every day that it's special, but Fridays even not working in a company gives me this space. Like, oh my gosh, we have two days when the world will kind of turn off again. So it's pretty cool. But today, with our questions, so I got a question which I thought was super unusual. And it was just one question that I want to answer today. And it is, what is narcissistic rage? And how can I stop it? It seems to me, to lose my mind. And I thought, you know, that's really interesting because most people who feel that, or we feel, are narcissistic will never, ever admit it. And they will fight you and they will turn you black and blue before they will ever say, hey, I'm narcissistic. Bigger thing was I felt like I had permission to talk about it. Because narcissism can go from just being outwardly, blatantly of all disregard to other people's actual feelings to rage and violence and become physically hurtful as well as emotionally hurtful. Narcissism itself, a very dangerous, very dangerous state of mind. With interaction on a regular basis with a narcissist person, you start, you have to, maybe this is the best way to put it, to give up yourself to serve them. Otherwise, they're not going to stay with you. And I know a lot of people who have a narcissistic partner 
and they are so scared to not do what their partner wants because deeper inside, they know the narcissist will just replace them. They're always scared of being replaced. Someone new taking over that they will love more than they love you. It's a very twisted but very nurtured by the narcissist relationship. And the nurturing that the narcissist gives to the relationship will mimic the rage and the insecurity and the shame and all of the things that they will not acknowledge. And they will dump it all on you. One crazy thought after another will become your problem because you will be projected on that you have all of the issues that they have because they can't see it in themselves, so they have to blame someone else, and that's why they call it a personality disorder. It's like everything is a disorder around their environment. Because when someone can't see, like, you know, when they always say half the problem is solved once you know you have it, their half of the problem is never solved. And the rage that vengefulness or that meanness that starts to come out, it's because there's a massive superiority complex in their brain. And it doesn't allow for any sliding against them, whether it's real, and this is the part where we go into la-la land, or imagined. So if you are imagining these things, who can heal that? Who can even begin to answer it? And in the mindset, they want you to pay for displeasing them. And then they focus on things like retaliation, retribution, getting people back. So if there is a rage... You get out of the way. If you are the one raging and you're asking how to help yourself, this is not an easy thing. It's not like you just say, well, I'm never going to do that again. Because the rage, once it hits, becomes in control of the situation. So one of the best ways, and and I don't do this very much on air, but this does need help and support of the family, but mostly therapists who specialize working with the narcissistic behavior. Because a lot of times people go in to a therapist and say, well, he does this and he does that. And they may say, well, this is what you're dealing with, but then nobody really gives you tools. But for the narcissist themselves, 
when you're the one saying, hey, I don't want to do this, I know it's going to happen, but I don't want it to be part of my life, you have a chance of addressing the rage. The fact that you even asked the question and recognized that that's what happens, because narcissism isn't anything to sneeze at. I mean, I know people, I know married couples who've been married for 30, 40 years, and you say, how did they stay married to the narcissist? Well, they basically put up and shut up. They worked a lot. They watched their kids get destroyed. And whatever they do for themselves, they have to do behind the back of the narcissist because they're trying to avoid the rage. And rage is different than just anger. Anger, you lash out, you say something, you try to hurt somebody. Rage can be violent. It can be physically in jeopardy for you and the other person because you're going to end up putting yourself in a position, especially when there are any kind of alcohol, drugs, gambling, those kinds of things that attract those personalities because of the win or the depression of feelings, shutting them down. But they will attack the people closest to them, not just the people themselves. They will attack the people that also support the other people. So the one who's asking about it, how do we deal with it if it's us? How do we deal with it? How do we try to get control when we've lost control of ourselves? You know, I always think of your soul. Your soul is there. It's in your body. It's looking for an outlet. It wants to feel good about itself. We all want to feel good about ourselves. But the criteria for the narcissistic rage when it comes out, what feels good to that person is taking away from everyone around them so that somehow they can feel like they have shown the world how angry they are. And how do you help yourself? The people around you have to learn because sometimes there's family. You may live alone. You may show up at your family's house and then you start something because you need to feed this anger, this rage. And the way they can support you is not to fall into that temptation to respond to you. They need to learn to disarm you in ways you can disarm yourself is when you start having the thoughts, the ones 
before the rage because we always can feel something coming. Say, oh, my God, I'm going to go to that place I don't want to go. I'm not going to feed the ego. I don't want to hurt others. I don't need negative attention. You have to talk your way out of it. You have to reroute the rage. And that's way easier to say than to ever do. And you do need help. You cannot just say, hey, you know what? How do I do this? How do I get out of it? Because there are weaknesses of the narcissist, and these are usually triggers. So if these things, if you're around people who do these things to you, you may want to choose your tribe better. You may want to choose the people you spend your time with better. There was a person who a family viewed as a narcissist online, and they would follow me and post their stuff on my page. And it's all about love. I don't know what else to really talk about. Telling the truth, truth, love, and purity. In one way or another, all posts go back to that. And the brother of this man wrote me, telling me, who do you think you are trying to help my brother? I said, help your brother? I don't even know your brother. They were angry. And I said, what are you angry about if he's posting my stuff? Bad about it. Well, they believed that their narcissist family member was hiding behind my quotes, trying to present himself as being better than he was. And that was my fault. And I thought, okay, I'm not getting caught up in this family's issues, especially with that being the reason. And I don't know them. The brother, for sure. And the one who reads them, I I thought, you know, one day it may help him. But I didn't allow the other person to keep writing me because they were the ones in the rage. But they were far away. And they were letting it out on me. They wanted to control their family member. They reached out to the people who they believed, it didn't have to be true or not, but they believed was supporting their family member. So what are the triggers? So just so you know, when you're feeling this wind up in you, that when you start going into a narcissistic rage, it's because you're either being criticized, there's a lack of empathy coming at you in your mind, you believe you have this intense desire in you to compete with other people and be better than them, to show them that you are better because the insecurities are 
so high that you match that energy with that competitive feeling that you have got to win. And one of the things that can help you recognize these things in you, because education and knowledge is power. Narcissism has a very low rate of success through a therapist because the narcissist tries to eventually control the therapist and have them work for them even when they are paying the therapist to go see them. Psychotherapy, getting to the root of the issues, is the only thing that can help. And the person has to go in knowing that that's who they are. Or no one's going to be able to help you easily. Because the tactics are so ingrained that when there is familiarity between you and anybody else, you can't help it. You just start belittling, belittling, littering, yeah, belittling, sorry, belittling people. That word's always been, that one in fathom. I always say that wrong. I think it's phantom or fathom. I can't remember, but I can't say that one either. But belittling people, you start lying to them for sport. Because if they believe you, you figure you got you got a winner for yourself. Bullying them, at times you'll attack them verbally, tell them how awful they are. You'll start pointing your finger at them because you're perfect. You start to criticize them. And once they've accepted all of that, over time you will begin raging at them. And once you no longer see them as competition to where you need to be better than them, you feel like you've stolen all the good you can get out of them, you're bored. You want another supply. People, other people, are looked at as that. I want you in my life. It's going to be all about me. I really don't care to listen to anything you have to say. I will pretend to do so from time to time. But manipulation is my mode of operation. That rhymes, I know. Because the fears that live beneath that are very frightened and fragile people. All they can think about and believe in is how others view them. If you think they're great, they're great. If you think they're awful, they will fight you. And the way they view themselves shields them against the realities of life. Most of us just accept that they will not and cannot accept, and that's their own reality. 
None of us are perfect. We all have limitations. But to them, they are perfect and there are no limitations. So when we say things like, can you believe they did that? Yeah. Because they think the opposite of you. My niece, who definitely is, I mean, just by default of what she's got going on, is um, a complete narcissist. And she's an aggressive, aggressive. She tries to hurt people. She tried to physically hurt her sister. Police have to be called. All the rage when it comes out and it boils up. All of that is like, my. I remember my sister telling me, I can't believe how strong she was in that moment, physically strong. It took all my energy to remove her. And the police were called. And it was all about, all of it was about how they called the police on her. Once the daughter got away, my other niece, her sister, got away from under her. And my sister was trying to stop her, to hold her down for a minute. She called 911. The girl was scared to death. And it was all about how they called the police on her. What she did was nothing. So one day, on a normal day, my sister, after she'd run away, we tried to put her somewhere. She couldn't stay in, and and she ran, and we found her. And my sister went to see her, and she said, Do you know what's wrong with you, Mom? You're trying to make me like you. But I am the opposite of you. And when she said that, I completely understood what we were dealing with. So when you listen to this and you're asking the question, how do I stop my rage? The fact that you ask me and that you know you have that rage because we can't control the world. And in all fairness, the world doesn't control us either. We just live here. And we have to live here somehow, but when our our minds think that it's all about us and the world is revolving around this one soul with all these other souls here, how do you reconcile having a day that you may not be happy with or that things should come to you because you deserve them in your mind? And sometimes you go through bouts where we work hard and other times we go through bouts where we fall off the wagon. We build relationships and we break them down. We start hurting people around us. But if we just take it one day at a time to say, hey, you know what? And I had to say this to myself once because I was 
chasing my tail, trying, I was doing the opposite. I was trying to help everybody and take care of everybody. And I had to stop and say, if I died today, what difference would it make in the world? Everybody would have to go on because our world is designed for the living. When we die, all that means is we are done. We finished what we came here to do. So the people that are left behind are just not finished yet. So we have to live our lives. So if it's all about what people have done to you, you're going to waste. That's ego winning, wasting every single day of life you get to live here. I can't say it enough. Time you have here. The time you have here. We thrive when we learn and we get angry and rage when we just want, want, want without a plan. And then we're the ones, the ones that want, want, want. We go around saying things like everybody else got what they wanted in life. I didn't. Everybody else is happy. I'm not. And I'm mad. And if you're willing to stand around me because I keep saying I don't have people in my life and you're trying to prove to me that people are good and are there, I am going to take you down for loving me. Because I don't love me. Are you to love me? Let me put you in your place for being so happy or content. That's ego run amok. That's how ego gets the forum, gets the stage, runs the show. And then leaves you high and dry. No plan. Because narcissists are fragile and frightened. And they pretend that they are bigger than life. And the way that they prop it up around them is through manipulation. Come in so loving and victims in the beginning. Poor me. I need love. I'm lonely. And, and you think, wow, this person's so vulnerable and so great. Look at, look at the things they're telling me. They get you in, and then the strings start getting pulled. You start feeling like something's weird or something's off. They start getting a little like, oh, my God, they can see me. I've got to bring them down a little bit. If they bite, they're mine. If they leave, they saw it. Hey, how do I stop this in myself? And I say, you can't do it alone. 
can't do it alone. When the people around you say, hey, wait a minute, we're, we're going to that place again. And if you really, really, really want to try, you will have to ask them to help you try. It needs support. That's how you control it or at least try to bring that rage down to build somewhat of a foundation of security rather than insecurity. It is one of the hardest disorders to tackle because to take someone from thinking the entire world revolves around them to being part of the world to them is a huge step down. That's what everybody else does. I'm better. I'm bigger. I've got something super special. Forgetting that everybody on earth has something super special. So thank you for asking. I hope I enlightened somewhat because this topic can go on and on, but the part about rage, that's where we get into some super, super hard ground. You guys, I love you. Have a great weekend, and I will see you on Monday morning. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.